Hello. Hi. Welcome to It Bears Repeating. And it does. I don't have to say another RuPaul's Drag Race recap show. I know, I thought about that. What we're doing. <laughs> uh, so that's weird. It's special pride. Yeah, it's a special Pride episode. As you guys know, there was no RuPaul's Drag Race episode um, this week. Nope. So all of us did something different. Yep. How was your week? It was fine. It was good. It was funny because Thursday, I still consume drag-related content, despite it not being Drag Race time. What were you you doing? I watched the latest review of the Jew, and then I watched drag makeover videos. The... Are you there's watching actually, that Mac, the Mac, like show that they're doing? No, but there's like a bunch of BuzzFeed related oh. drag makeovers, and Cracker helped out with one of them. Mayhem helped out with another, and then I was watching just like Monique Hart related videos that I was coming across. And then <laughs> You're I, just like Monique. Monique a couple Monique. Monet <laughs> exchange, and then sibling rivalry has like companion videos on YouTube. Oh, it does. Yeah, or at least the first episode did, and it was not the podcast episode it was like content that wasn't included Included. in the podcast and it's just like you can see monet and bob talking so i watched that as well so they record themselves and record they did yeah okay i don't know if that's always the case because i didn't get to go through like are they in a studio in like someone's apartment no they're so bob's in la for angels in america right now okay and monet's in new york so they skype i'm guessing oh okay yeah. I haven't dived into sibling rivalry. I don't know why I feel like I need to like keep I guys, sometimes I need a break from drag. And when you guys send stuff, it's great because it keeps me in the loop. But also I'm like, I have already watched eight hours of drag related drag like t- season ten drag race related content. Oh my god. And I like need to stop. Like it I have I to... was talking to somebody. <laughs> oh, my best friend. I saw I also saw Amanda like a day this last week, okay. which was great. But we were talking about the podcast, and I was like, okay, so I spend Thursday night watching Drag Race for two hours. I rewatch the episode. That's another two hours. And then we record, and our our episodes are two hours. Yeah. That's six hours a week. Plus all the stuff that people send and tweet and, and link. Just, and like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I did not watch that whole Cher Does West Side Story. I can't. I don't have time. That's 12 I watched minutes. some of it. I, I watched maybe two Oh, maybe minutes. I did watch all of it. I don't remember, but... It, it's I didn't realize how much time we're spending on like this. what a what a time commitment it is on top of like working a full-time job and everything but this is a new part-time job it is yeah. and I but I love it yeah. so no, much I'm not saying that so it's like, a bad thing it, it just is like it's there's time that goes into all I've this. Yeah. could not believe Thursday night I like had an out-of-body moment where I was just like looking down at myself on my couch and I was like you could be doing anything else right now <laughs> And this is how you're choosing to spend your evening. Yeah. You took a long, luxurious shower where I listened to Best Friend Race, which is a RuPaul's Drag Race recap show. And their episodes are two hours. I was Did listening. Did you listen to all two hours in the show? Yes. Well, in the bathroom. I was oh, like oh, okay. taking I, care of my eyebrows. I was just going to say, I was like, if you took a two-hour no, shower, no, 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 didn't honey. you get tired of standing? Yeah. No, 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 no. I was doing my eyebrows. I was like exfoliating. You know what I mean? I was like- right. Pre-shower rituals, shower time, and then like I had to lay on my bed, fully dried off, and just like nude, like waiting for the will to dress 
to come to me. I finished the episode, got dressed, got some dinner, and then that's when I was, like, watching the videos. And I was like, you could be doing anything else right now. You could play video games. You could watch a movie. You could watch some TV. (laughs) No, honey. That's, like, what I wanted to do. (laughs) That's what made me happy, so that's what I did. Yeah. It is absolutely crazy. And I'm, like, not even remotely worn out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, like, doing I'm, good. I don't want to say that I'm worn out. I just, I have other things. You have I to step to, away. I because I think if I get, so I try to stay as unbiased as I can. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to watch the show and judge the show for what's happening on the show. But then, like, clearly lots of ruckus oh has happened God. outside of the season. Uh, so when people are like, did you hear the drama, the bots, the blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, guys, I... Fuck. I was like, I, I'm talking about what happens on this show, and we that is where, like, we have side projects, like Drag Bulletin, like, if something really dramatic has mm-hmm. something, we can bring that in and discuss it. But if we're not, then I am not. <laughs> I am okay with keeping a bit of a global perspective. I like having an idea of what's going on. I don't need to know, like, Listen, all the I have details. a Facebook group, and people tweet at us, and I read it. I get the main, I get the byline, and I'm like, yep, good got to go. It, got to yes. Go. And that was the other thing Thursday night. That was when all the bot drama exploded, and then Eureka's on Instagram Live doing the most, and shout out to James and everybody else that was Kevin, fucking everybody that was helping us keep tabs on who was, like, maybe going to win Miss Congeniality. Up until Thursday. (laughs) And then, you know, they've shut down the voting since, so we'll see what happens. Essentially, from what I was reading and how everybody is interpreting the terms of service for... The that voting, like a it's going to come down to World of Wonder, essentially. Okay. So, well, before we get into like our side episode, we got an email that was related to our Pride episode, but also discussed a couple like drag race things. And this up, uh, this came from Summer, so maybe we can discuss these two little points that she sent in, and then get into our. Yes, I read content. that email. Yeah. I didn't respond to you, Summer, but I did read it because I figured we would talk, we talk about, about it. it. Yeah. So, uh, we have two points. To go through. So I'm just going to read her whole bulletin. That's and we can So the first thing is perhaps one of the reasons that people dismiss Cameron is because it appears like drag is something she does and not something that she is. One of the first topics that she discusses on the show is not doing drag when she has a boyfriend. This, I think, immediately created a narrative for her that drag is a hobby and not a lifestyle. And outside of drag, at least on the show, because of her because her Instagram videos are always so full of personality, the juxtaposition between Cameron and Dane is so stark that I think it's hard for fans to connect with her and to be excited by her. You know, I never like really thought about like being that you're a drag queen all of the time. Do you know, like, you know what I mean? So I think it's summer brings up a great point. Mm -hmm. That is how Cameron is perceived. Right. But I think more realistically, a lot of the Queens, have that separation it's just not as publicly apparent that that's what it is because yeah because you can't be that aja doesn't really talk about the character or being aja as separate from herself right right and she even says like and monet said it during the season like there's not a lot of separation there yeah trixie yeah she's a different she yeah, has but- a, a good I think there's a good level of separation there. But even then, a lot of her personality and who she is gets carried into Trixie. Yeah. And the other part of it might be, too, is that it's not as apparent that drag is who Cameron is or 
the the distinction might also be there because it's so different when she's out of drag than when she is in drag. So I think I think I finally figured out because there, I'm like there has to be a reason I like connect to Cameron so much. But like if you look at me and the who I am as my public persona, you would think, well, Tom's very outgoing and he like will wear a full face of makeup into like the middle of the day with people on the the like the train who are going to work and like everyone's in all black but Tom's there like in hot pink on his eyes with lipstick on and glitter pressed into mm-hmm. his face. But the truth is I that is like who I choose to present myself as. But like this weekend, I did so much stuff that like I went. I was Friday, Saturday, and this morning I like left my house and like was out with people. I know you've been busy, though. right? But I'm like I always people always assume that I'm an extrovert, but I'm totally someone who like I love being with people. But whenever I'm not, I need to shut down, like recharge my battery. And I think Cameron is someone who needs like that and but there's no private time for her to recharge and don't even say like the eight hours they get in their hotel room is time for her to like that's not enough time to recharge your Mm -hmm. battery if you're introverted so i think what's happening is like she has to do it while they're in the workroom, but everyone else is like, we're on TV. Cat, 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 cat. And that's like, that's fine. And every, I get it. Yeah. Everybody's going to respond to that situation right. differently too. And I don't think that's always taken into account. Though I do think sometimes when people try to fake it too hard for the show, it, you're able to tell. So right. Like Aquaria was like trying to make moments at one point during the season. Right. And it was like, Girl. And Rue was like, well, let's take that again for the, and we were like, oh, so, yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 <laughs> I just think Cameron's very real about who she is and not everybody is going to be uh, interested in what she's, what she, who she is and what she is on and off the show. And like, that's fine. But that doesn't mean she's not serious about her drag. Right. That's dumb. Yeah. But that was a good point, Summer. I appreciate you. And then this is something we actually just discussed off mic. We did. Yeah. So on the last episode. So on the last episode of Sibling Rivalry, which is the podcast hosted by Bob the Drag Queen and Monet Exchange, they discuss the N-word. During the discussion, Bob mentions that Sharon Needles having Nazi memorabilia and using problematic language to sign autographs. Uh, she notes that it happens around 28 minutes into the podcast. So this was new information for me and because I'm curious... Uh, what others know about it and why if it's true there hasn't been more outrage about it also i think this could start an important conversation about racism within the community and the unique problems faced by queens of color also i think this could start an important conversation about racism within the community and the unique problems faced by queens of color i think the dry community sometimes views itself as unaffected by the divisive damaging and oftentimes racist traditional beauty standards of the straight world we just saw this on the last episode of drag race cough eureka cough are we have are we avoiding these more difficult conversations about race within the drag community because we, they, we slash they don't want to bring negative attention to a group of people who have fought so hard for the societal acceptance that we, they still have? Is this self-preservation? Is this denial? Or will this eventually boil over? So this this kind of will boil right into like our topic of pride, I think, today. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the gay community, the LGBT community has so many fucking issues within it regarding race and like the trans community and how they feel segregated from the gay community and the like the perception is that like and what really is is that like only things happen when like white cis gay men want it to in our community and if they're not interested then it doesn't happen and I don't think our community focuses enough for people who are fighting for inclusion, we're not including everyone who's should be included in who we are. Does that make sense? It does. 
And so just from an outsider's perspective, it's always seemed like there was a lot of double standards. Oh, and, and like the fact that we're having, like we're still talking, like I don't want to move this conversation away from race because but I think it all kind of is one Ties conversation. Together. When you're talking about like femme people and masculine people, we segregate even based on like the way your body is shaped, like how large you are, how skinny you are. It's all like, it's all really problematic because we're all just humans. But here, like, so here we are on Grindr saying things like, oh, I'll only date no fats, no femmes, no Asians, which is like, if you're a straight person who's never seen Grindr, that is like almost on everyone's profile. But here we are, we're going to go next weekend is Pittsburgh Pride. Everyone's going to go down to that street and watch the parade and pretend like we don't have our own bullshit issues to handle. Which is so crazy to me. It's And it's something that only recently came to my attention within the last two or three years is just how that's like acceptable behavior yeah. within the community. And I've only learned it because obviously it doesn't affect me at mm-hmm. all, but just like people that I love that are trying to find love within the community and like the different issues or hurdles that are faced because they don't fit the standard checkbox that maybe other gay people do or specifically gay men and then i have a family member that is i would say i don't know how like the proper way to put this but they're like a little bit more of a stereotypical you know gay person or how what would the idea of a stereotypical gay man might be and even then it's just like i feel like there's a lot of like weird disrespectful like non-consensual things that happen sometimes yeah just in social settings like People exhibiting interest in him and, like, the way that, like, the lines of what is acceptable and not acceptable is, like, totally wildly different. Right. And it's just, like, so uncomfortable to, like, watch that happen to him. We, the couple times we've gone out. Yeah. It's just, like, oh, my God. Like, what? And he's just, like, this is just the way that it is sometimes. Right. And I think that it's fine that... Maybe within a group of people, what is acceptable and not acceptable is fine. Right. But maybe there's, like, a larger conversation that needs to happen as far as, like, respect. You know what I mean? Just, like, respecting yeah. other people within our community. Right. So mm. before we get too far away, I want to talk about the Sharon Needles thing. So it, I feel like it was breezed over. I wasn't. I don't. So it happened at this weird time within the drag race paradigm, I it think, It was before too. it blew up, right? Correct. So her, I think the worst of her behavior occurred before season six was aired on TV. I want to say. Now, and again, Drag Race was not at its peak when Sharon won. Right. Because we always discuss, season four is often discussed as like the beginning of what made everyone want to watch Drag Race. Correct. Yeah. And Sharon was an exciting winner. Yes. And there always has been, like, a community of Drag Race fans, for sure. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that. And I feel like the connectivity between people has only increased since then, too. Yeah. It's not like they were talking about hashtag Drag Race on season four. Because social media wasn't quite the presence in our lives as it was, as it is now than than at that time. So, yeah, it would have been, like, 2013. So I would say that's probably when everything, like, Like, kind of was starting to pick up. With fervor, but like 
fandom online, at least for this specific thing, wasn't no strong. At I this would point. say it was probably exclusively on Tumblr where people talked about Drag Race. I would say that's probably accurate, Maybe or like even Twitter. it's just like yeah. a question of like right. not as many people in general. So it probably wasn't widely decimated that Sharon did these things. I will say that in our city, because we're from where Sharon is from. She's trashed her reputation. For sh- she trashed her reputation. To be honest, like when have you seen Sharon do anything that's not directly tied in with RuPaul's Drag Race? She performs at this tiny little club. I've never actually been to P Town, but neither. that's where she always performs. But it's not even like where Sharon came up in the drag scene because they don't put up with her. So I guess at the Blue Moon, from what I understand, that's where Sharon and Alaska used to literally haunt. That's like. There was there. The yeah. House of Haunt. That was like their place. Mm-hmm. They don't even have Sharon's picture on the wall. Last oh. I heard. Because they were just like, nope. Fuck you and your problematic ass. Also, she sort of shit on everybody that helped her get where she where she ended up on Drag Race being successful. She just really was one of those people where it all went to her head pretty severely. From what I understand. And the first time that I ever saw Sharon perform, she was opening for Willem. Who was disqualified from her season. So, chew on that for a second. Yeah. The person that won, won season four was opening for the person that got kicked off of season four uncere- unceremoniously. Like, and you, like, like, performed a number. So, <laughs> I... I... I can't, I don't know Sharon. I don't really follow her. I don't, I would probably think that she probably hasn't learned her lesson because she hasn't made any effort. She's probably learned not to say those things. Well, Because it hurt her pocketbook to some extent. And she, people didn't want to work with her for a long time. Right. Because she had built a fucking shitty reputation as far as being someone who's difficult to work with. And then on top of that, being problematic. She's on a tour now, but she tours internationally. She, she doesn't, doesn't tour do within the U.S. Because not very much, so, if so at all. So the tea is, is that, like, she still lives here in Pittsburgh. If you think about any successful drag race, drag queen, they typically move to New York, L.A., or Chicago. And Chicago is relatively new. Like, they're all starting to flock there now. Mm-hmm. Because Detox just recently moved there. Layla McQueen's there now. Uh like that like kimchi didn't move like she's still in chicago Mm -hmm. and naomi moved i don't know where naomi like came from but she moved to chicago too so like those are like the three hubs if you're like a successful drag race alaska just moved to la yeah she's like full-time based out of la well i thought she was there for a while but anyway like when does does sharon have like a world of wonder thing like she doesn't even like she doesn't that's what i mean she's not even a figurehead within what exists now is the presence of Drag Race as a whole, with through World of Wonder, through their online content that's not Drag Race, just like drag videos yeah. or whatever. So I think the topic of race, I hate that like we have to talk about it with like every single thing. We've been talking about it all of season ten since like Aquarius started, like Aquarius cried mm-hmm. when the vixen was talking, and I think. Maybe Tiffany and I aren't, like, the best people to hear talk about this. There are, like, I, so if you've listened to the read at all, uh, this episode on Thursday, I think Jess Haley posted about it in our Facebook group. But I had started listening to the episode. Anyway, the read is an excellent show. I've discussed this. I've said this many times on our podcast. Go listen to it. They talk about, um, basically this topic that we're kind of discussing now, not Sharon Needle specifically, but, like. Drag how, within. Or ra- inter- race like racism inside of. Yeah. yeah. It is a problem and it needs like it needs to be discussed. And that's why 
it's being discussed now. Yeah. And I think it has already boiled to the surface because it's something that was like inherent and sort of sort of always there but not being fully discussed until recently. And yeah. like I don't even think the issue is fully drag race the show within itself. It feels like a lot of it is the fandom. Right. And I think maybe um it's unfortunate that it had to happen this way like the election of Donald Trump has really like kind of elevated call out culture to this like next level. It's like definitely you look the wrong way at someone and it's like it'll can become an issue. Like I'm not like I'm saying that it's like a great thing most of the time, but then some like but what I'm saying what I mean by this is that we are not putting up with shit anymore because now we know if we let it slide, things like this happen. Exactly. Which is why Roseanne just lost her show. And it, like all of these things People are finally, like, putting their money where their mouth is. Right. Like, you might have been someone who, like, complained about racism and was, like, didn't want to, like, actually be vocal about how you felt about it. You were just passively, like, oh, it's really bad that people are still being racist. But you didn't say anything. You were just, like, I'm not racist, so I'm not the problem. Well, you, you are, because <laughs> you need to be calling people out right, for that bullshit. Right, because we all have to be right. supporting one another one way or, or the other. Especially if you're someone of privilege. Mm-hmm. So I think that the fact that we're addressing it in some ways is, is helpful. Yeah. We're not, we can't speak from that perspective. Not at all. But like, I feel like you and I are not the kind of people that are like, we're not a part of the problem. So that's right. enough. Yeah. No, we're definitely, because we definitely have discussed it on the show. Mm-hmm. We just, we, that's why our episodes always end up being two hours, <laughs> two hours long. long. Because we try to come at it from all perspectives. We just, it needs to it needs to be called out. It's a problem. I I like I said, I think Twitter, the fact that Eureka even went on Instagram Live to like defend herself or attempt to is just means another that enough people were like you pushing fucked her. up. But I don't think she yeah. it's I think it's pretty clear that she still doesn't get it. Well, that's not that's not even beside the point. The right. fact that like so many people have people are her putting to, pressure yeah, on her. Yeah. yeah. So I think we could be like moving towards the start of being better about it, at least if we're talking about the drag race community specifically. And like like we said, like Sharon, no one really seems to give a shit. No, and I think that's the long and short of it. Yeah. Because Bob even said like, Sharon's been nothing but nice to me, but. Right. That's as far as it's ever going to go with me. And I thought it was interesting too, just like we were talking about problematic people in general. Like on that same episode, he talks about Tyra. Yeah. Because Monet was like, did you see like her website and all those things she was saying? And Bob was like, yeah, I saw it. And like Tyra's only ever been nice to me. And, you know, even when all these things came out, I texted Tyra and was like, girl, are you, are you okay? And Tyra responded and was like, yeah, girl, I'm great. How are you? How are things? And Bob was just like, I'm okay. Just wanted to check on you though. And it's like, what else can you rate <laughs> that? That whole thing is so hard. That the thing, reason, I, the other and reason I don't want to talk about Tyra too. is because I don't know how to talk about Tyra. Right, because that's it's like another glaring example of race dynamics within the drag race community. Because say what you will about Tyra, but the fandom created what Tyra has become. Yeah, partly Tyra's probably never been like a completely mentally well person. On I'll, I'll I'll leave it at that. I think that's like. Probably a fair assessment. I think most people aren't mentally well. True. What they do with that is like on them. 
But maybe Tyra hasn't always had that mental wellness to support her. And then people never let her just live. <laughs> like, truly, people just couldn't leave her alone. Yeah. So now here we are. Right. And, like, it's just, it's not fair and it's not okay. But hopefully, because we are having these conversations and we're willing to have these conversations and it keeps coming up, then positive change will occur. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. So let's transition officially. So this is our special Pride episode. I feel like we started hot and heavy. We sure did. But I think it's going to just continue to be that way. This is going to be. Yeah, it's going to. We're going to have some peaks and valleys. But overall, it's Pride 2018. And yeah, happy Pride to everyone celebrating. Um, For those of you who don't know, June is Pride Month. I say that probably not for our homosexual, gay, lesbian, But just in case you weren't fully aware. Yeah, yeah. this is when we celebrate us. So what I did, this, what I'm about to say, it's going to be like a very, very minuscule version of how Pride came to be. If you're looking for a history lesson, I don't, but just, just understand, like I wanted to like have a slight understanding of like how this came to be and I wanted to share it but like I think it's worth a deep dive on your own time to find out and like learn all about this so we celebrate pride month um in June in the United States because uh we do this to commemorate the Stonewall riots and that's where pride's origins are they're in protest so it started as a protest the parades and then it eventually like turned into a celebration of the queer community in the early 90s. So like they said, I was reading an article and it said like around 1991 is where it went from like, we're protesting to we're celebrating. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And then I was always confused whenever like Australia would have pride in whatever month Australia celebrates it, but they'll celebrate it like to commemorate like gay struggles or like celebrations in their own country. Right. So uh, what did I read? Like Germany celebrates it in one month because of like a different reason than we celebrate it. So that was confusing to me. So I'm glad that I like learned that. So what does pride mean to you, Tiffany, as you? Um, so I'm not going to try to like co-op too much of this because I don't, I think my perspective is limited to my experience and, while valid is probably not the most educated. Uh, so I thought about this a lot and I wasn't really sure how to even begin talking about it because I think that there's a, there's a lot that goes into why I identify as someone who's bisexual or I don't even know if that's like the label I'd fall under, but I've always had attraction or feelings for both sides of the coin if that's the way you want to put it <laughs> and everybody in between really because it's not even just as simple as one or the other I will say that I have always felt like an outsider to some extent which I know is like a, how much a person a white person can be or like a white female could but it was like ever since I was young I was just identified early on as someone who was different always from the jump, as soon as I started school, and even within my own family, I've always been kind of like the oddball out. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, so even growing up and like the things I was interested in are like having feelings for women and like, you know, coming through puberty and being like super confused on where I fell on the grand scheme of things. Like, 
I was telling Tom about this, but I remember being like nine or 10 and praying that I wasn't a lesbian and that I wasn't gay because I was really drawn towards females. And when I was like going through that budding stage, everything was like based in, in females. Like it was all about females. I would like imagine falling in love with a man, but like it could have gone either way, I think. (laughs) And I, I think I just didn't know what to do with that being as young as I was. Which is probably pretty common for most people. I would think maybe was, and at least that was my experience in like the late 90s, early 2000s. Maybe it's a little bit easier now. What? You mean like knowing yourself? Just like being able to like find a compass. Because I was just, I felt very alone. It wasn't like anything people talked about. And if people did talk about being attracted to females, especially in that time period, it was like very, it felt very tropey. It was just like, I like to kiss girls. Yeah, because the, I feel like that time was when, I mean, I think it still happens, but there was like an over-sexualization of like straight men being attracted to women being Who also sexually like intimate women. with each other. Yeah, And I think, I think just the over-sexualization of women in general has always made me sort of like closed off about my own sexuality to some degree, or at least this part of my sexuality, because I genuinely feeling as I do, like, what do you do with it? So Mm -hmm. you don't end up being like shoved into that category. You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, she's dated dudes and just likes to kiss girls sometimes. It's like, well, no, I'm, (laughs) there's a lot else that has happened in my life, but just like keeping all that in mind, my biggest thing is like, um, overarchingly feeling like I didn't fit in for a huge portion of my life, and I think now as an adult, like I found my people and everything. Mm-hmm. But I think I've always been attracted to the gay community and LGBT people, and just like the idea of that because it was like. Also, other people that have gone through things that maybe weren't exactly like what I gone through or but probably have gone through worse, but also have that same feeling of just like I'm an outsider. I don't have anywhere where I really belong. And I feel like the closer I've gotten into the community or like gotten more involved, the better I've become because I like have people, you know what I yeah. mean? It's just like how when I started watching Drag Race, I was alone. Like I didn't have anybody to talk to except Antoine and I didn't see him all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I've always, I've always done things alone. Like even just <laughs> because I just never had people. And yeah. like just now as a 30 year old, I'm finding more people that are, are like similar to me, at least in the way that they have liked the same things. But it was just hard. And there was a lot of reasons why, again, I know I'm a white person, but like, <laughs> just like. Tiffany, you're allowed to have struggles and you don't need to justify I know, that. but like, I just try to keep it in perspective too. Wait. Like, it was just, but like, I don't know. to me. I just don't ever want to speak from a place where I'm like, it's about me. And it's something like, I get super emotional about it and like participating in it because I still, I like, it does mean stuff to me. Right. Something to me just, like, on a personal level. Yeah. But also just, like, I am pr- I am proud to be, like, involved on my own in my own way because I'm an ally also. Yeah. But 
I don't know. It just like breaks my heart to ever think of somebody like feeling like they don't have a place in the world. Mm-hmm. So I really love, and I and I know it's problematic. Obviously, we just like touched on it, but you know, like a I larger. I don't know if you guys can hear my dog whining on the other side. Can of the we door. let her in? Okay. All right. I know, Ryan. Okay. Okay. So that's my deal. <laughs> it means a lot. I I don't know. It's it's a really exciting time of year, and I, I also think, like, spring is super important, so I love that it happens during spring. Like, you know, you have the fucking uh, darkness and, and um, like, the suffocating winter, mm-hmm. and then suddenly it's starting to get warm again, and, like, you're fully awakening. Get down. And, <laughs> um, I don't know, it's just, like, a nice, warm feeling of coming back to yourself, and then you get to, like celebrate yeah which is awesome like i love that and i feel like uh, i don't know how this is gonna sound but i mean it sincerely like the lgbtq have like are the best people on the planet because i feel like because there was such a long period of oppression and suppression and not being able to live your life the way that you wanted like now because that struggle is over in a sense like on a pop culture sense lgbtq some like to some degree is more celebrated like i think they're the most alive people on the planet you know what i mean yeah. like does that make sense yeah because yeah because i think that like um because we've been a counterculture for so long and now like people are realizing like there's value in what we do yes. and it's like special and important they're like it's just oh like oh wow look at how fun they have had like doing this on the side all of the time yes that's how you end up with people like vanessa hudgens saying i'm so into voguing right yeah. now <laughs> and i know that there's downsides yeah, yeah, to it too but yeah. like truly for me like the best people on the planet the people that I have the most fun with almost all of the time. Um, and it's just, it's so fun to like become more a part of that. I love, like, I love it. It's everything. And it's so cool that even though I'm in like a seemingly fully straight relationship, like mm-hmm. it's just interesting how my masculine qualities and Josh's more feminine qualities, like all work together. And it's like, something we enjoy together like we watch drag race together we want to go to pride together it's so nice to like be in a fully realized relationship where it's something that we like want to engage in together because that's something i didn't have for a long time either mm-hmm. again like i was super into these things or like it resonated with me but it didn't resonate with my partner which is fine like it doesn't have to yeah um but just as someone again who was like alone a lot or felt alone a lot it's nice to have it with like the person i spend the most time with yeah so it's pretty tight i'm super excited for pride yeah it's gonna be dope i'm i'm excited for pride one thing that's great about pittsburgh pride is it always coincides with the arts festival it does so you can all like so all like downtown pittsburgh is literally shut down on the sunday where the parade happens you can watch the parade and then there's a bunch of like vendors and stuff that you can like hang out with over at pride or you can walk down to um, the point the point and then pittsburgh has like this arts festival and that's always so bright and colorful and like full of like amazing like local talent and then like people artists that come in just to like sell and show their work and like i go every year i never have the money it's it always falls like whenever i have like paid something off and i'm oh, like yeah and i'm like well i really wish i could have bought like even a print or something and i 
But just being there yeah. and like witnessing is right. so cool. Like it, spring is, I've definitely yeah. decided this year now that I'm, again, I don't know if you and I had this conversation. I think it was Josh and I, we were talking about how we've only just realized that we've become fully ourselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we've always it. had yeah. like pieces of ourselves that we've carried through seasons of our lives. But now with like within the last year or two, we're like, no, this is definitely it. Mm-hmm. And like everything that I do after this is going to be growing all these pieces of myself that mm-hmm. I've pulled together to assemble who I am. So I love spring. Like I fully decided <laughs> it is my favorite fucking season. Like that transition from being cold and like being closed off and like needing to like hibernate to get through it. And then that awakening that spring brings. And it's just like the culmination like into June with all these fucking wonderful things all over the city. Like it's just the best. It, it is, is fully the best farmers time of markets. Year. Everything's like farmers yeah, markets. All, the stuff is like all of my out. favorite flowers are in bloom. Roses are everywhere. Like even when I was a kid, there would be like you know the school festivals yeah. and stuff like that. You know schools out. It's an exciting. Yeah, it's an exciting. Like you're it's almost a out of school. Dope yeah, ass time right. of year, and I don't think I ever fully appreciated it until the last couple years. And even as someone with mental illness, like you move from the darkness. Of winter into, yeah. like, the much longer light days. And it just feels so good. <laughs> so I'm I'm super excited. But I want to hear all about what pride means to you. Because we've talked a bit about some of this in the past. But I want to hear everything. Sure. So um, I didn't, like, think my answer out as much as you did. So I you tried to, but I was answer, like, but, no, no. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I was a mess about it. But <laughs> um, So, like, what pride means to me specifically if you're talking about like the events surrounding it it's like the one time of year where pittsburgh like well like i'm speaking like my own experience where like you go to downtown pittsburgh which and like everyone's just celebrated like everyone is like all around each other and everyone is having fun and like um you talk to strangers it's like the only time you're in the city and you like like meet someone new and you're like oh my god like let's hang out like let's even if you only spend like the day of pride with them you're like talking to everyone you're celebrating not only yourself but all of the people around I love you that. and they're even like the best like one of my favorite parts about pride is maybe the protesters because in pittsburgh they do a poor show there's maybe like two that show up every year with their megaphone and whatever and just the watching like not only like gay people stand there like or like people from the community stand there and like come back at them but they're like straight people who are allies who are like, what, what are you doing? Like this, we don't have time for this. They're just trying to like celebrate something and you're just, what are you doing? And I don't, anytime I've been to Pride, they've never had good, it's all the same stuff you hear all the time. Like they haven't even expanded on how to hate. Like, like it is like the same reasons. Find a new Bible. I don't, right. like, yeah, it's like, find a new reason to hate us. Try because, harder, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Get creative. Yeah. Uh, but I, I wanted to, like, kind of talk to, like, talk about, like, my history a little bit to, like, share my story because I think it's a weird, not, like, a weird, it's relatively unique because I, when I was growing up, I was different, as Tiffany said, like, everyone clearly feels It's so crazy how kids can just fucking, it's just so wild. It was, like, as soon as I got a little, even, like, not even a little farther, kindergarten, first grade, it was just, like nope you <laughs> you know what i mean it's just like you just get i don't know if it's just like the intuitive nature the inherently intuitive nature of children or not but well 
I mean, you see it. Children aren't stupid. They know what's going on. No, if anything, they're, they're a little bit more connected because they don't have biases built up right. yet. So what I can say is that when I was little, I was blessed to be in the family that I am in, even as a child, before I knew what was going on with me. Because when I was little, I was attracted to like Barbie dolls and I liked the color pink and I like very feminine things. And I mean, that's not something that's really changed that much <laughs> into adulthood. But like as a child, that's weird. My mom was... Knowing my mom, knowing who my mom is, it's it's amazing that she was buying me Barbies. Like, let me listen and, like, listen to the Spice Girls and, like, do the dances and, like, sing and dress however I wanted to. Um, I was the pink Power Ranger, like, seven Halloweens in a row because I loved Kimberly. And I, like, really, like... That's I, so dope. Yeah. It's just, like... So I was lucky enough to, like, be raised in a household where, like... I wouldn't, I'm not going to say like it was completely celebrated, but it wasn't denied of me to right. like you, you express You weren't denied my, access to these right. things. And I know that's 100% a privilege that not a lot of people like get to have whenever they are like that. Because <laughs> I know that my, like that being like feminine and liking all these feminine things is not a unique experience to me. But what was unique is that like I got to be those things. And, like, my friends, I swear to God, like, when I was in school, like, no one really cared. Like, it, no one cared that I was, like, more feminine. I think people tried to give me shit. And I did have, like, a hard time. I definitely, like, went to, like, I saw a social worker. And I definitely, like, had a moment where, like, I left high school and I did cyber school, which I know is not an opportunity that a lot of people get to have. But it was, like, basically I did school from home because... But my the reason I left school was not because of people bothering me because of my homosexuality. I, like, literally got in a fight with someone on the internet on a MySpace bulletin. Yeah. Deep cut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on your age range, you may not know about... I mean, you might know of MySpace, but you don't know about bulletins. Right. And the two years away from high school is when I really kind of got into self-discovery because I didn't call myself gay. Other people had definitely said that word to me. And I was like, don't really get it. (laughs) And I... I think because I wasn't exposed to, like, I didn't have any gay relatives and, um, like, my parents didn't have gay friends. Or if they did, I didn't know. Like, if they do, it's not something we discussed. You know what I I mean? So I didn't have, like, that, like, guide. I didn't have, like, my gay guide. Even if I, I couldn't find it on my own because... Hey guys, the internet is still pretty new. <laughs> so it wasn't like I was like at this time, trying, yeah. I wasn't trying to figure out when I was 10, it was the year 2000. We still had like dial up at that point. And we didn't even have like I didn't have the internet until I was like 16 or something. So this is not something that I could like figure out for myself. Right. So what I really remember is like when I un- started understanding sexuality, and I'm like a late bloomer, but I'm not ashamed of that. It just is what it is. There was a show on the end, guys, throwing it way back. I feel like I I'm not like it aging myself. So much. There was this show called South of Nowhere. Do you remember? I, I do. And I loved it. And it was about these two girls who, well, the one was like completely out and like a lesbian and like everyone at the school knew it. But the other girl started associating with her. And like my, like my story developed like as I was watching the show. I was like, wow, she's like a lesbian. And like, it's all fine. Like, she still has her friends. Even like she had struggles coming out, but like. It was like, whatever. So I went back to high school my senior year. And I was like, Here, here's the tea. Tom's going in. Tom knows he's gay. He's going to live his best damn life. He's going to be on color guard. He's going to like do everything that he wants to do. You're going to be in drama and it's fine. If people have feelings about it, whatever, that's on their terms. And I think taking the two years off and coming back, 
like even though I wasn't like a hundred percent confident in myself, and I don't think I'm ever going to be. Like just I don't know that anybody ever gets. To I that would point. say I was at a strong, except for like Oprah. Yeah, I think that all of my years of seeing a social worker, like all of that stuff, had like really built me into like you're. You can go into your senior year of high school, and it's gonna be. You're fine. gonna make. Yeah, it. like it's yeah. you're gonna make it on the other end. It's gonna be great. That's so fucking dope. You had support, like specifically the social worker. Yeah. My- I- god my social worker told me i was like did not tell me but like we kept having conversations like i admitted it to myself like in a session and i was like oh because i would keep talking about like south of nowhere and like things that why you were yeah. so attracted to it right because it, you but it's it funny because it was like a lesbian you, but... relationship it wasn't like it wasn't gay men mm-hmm. it was like a lesbian relationship but it and, makes sense for you right. because you identify more feminine right i guess you, like that is... from the feminine perspective so you know what I mean? Seeing them was just like, oh, my God, like yeah. they're doing it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, my God, they're cute. They were like had a relationship, which I feel like sometimes on like masculine gay shows, it's a little I bit I feel like different. they never yeah. showcase that the same way as they do maybe lesbian You know, Queer as Folk was pretty good. OK. Pretty about it. Pretty good about it. It's that's a great show if you have like a few days and want to binge. <laughs> it was on Netflix. And that's how I watched it. So uh, my senior year, I like, went in, I made it on the color guard team, and I only remember one interaction where someone tried to like come at me. And so <laughs> this kid was like, I was wearing Ugg boots and skinny jeans. Of course you were. And my, it was the sign of the times. And I like, had like a Rue 21 shirt that had sunglasses and they were metallic and like shifted in color, like, nice. like an oil spill. Like, guys, <laughs> guys, like just, um, I like went in full force. And I was like walking down the hall and this kid who was in my drama class, it made no sense that this kid was in my drama class. He was literally just there because it was a blow off class. Because like everyone takes it because they're like, oh, whatever, it's an easy class. He like looked at me and said something. He was like, he inferred that I was gay. And I was like, yeah, I am. And he was like, oh, I was like, I'm not trying to hide it here, buddy. I have my Ugg boots. I have my glittery t-shirt on. I have my skinny jeans on. Like try me right and i was like i have my emo bangs guys i was living my, my best life you're my so series. brave well uh i think mainly i was able to be brave because of because of just like what happened like how like i wasn't raised to feel like girl like i couldn't have like it. a girl i say with air quotes around it toy i wasn't ashamed to like like the color pink like i know it was like hard for my parents but, but it was they your really... choice to like go to school in that outfit that day and like yeah there was and, like other outfits for yeah. it you know what i mean right. but like just speaking about that day in particular like that was all you though right you know what i mean like that's fucking dope i don't think i fully found the bravery just to be myself until like a year and a half ago do but, you know what i mean because right. i was always too preoccupied with trying to fulfill some sort of expectation. Yeah. So, like, I always had these feelings for girls, but it was always, like, secluded to, like, bathroom encounters. Oh. Or, like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was never integrated into my real life. Right. And, like, now I talk about it and it's fine and it doesn't matter. But, like, I I don't think I was, like, living my truth until even a couple years ago yeah so like you as young tom like just fucking killing it out the out the gate (laughs) really fucking cool to me so um then the summer after my freshman year of college i went away for college my freshman year and then i moved back home and i started commuting to a different school but that summer i like met this guy and like it was like the like the literal first like out gay other person that i had met like near me in my area 
And like, cause I grew up in Cannonsburg, which is like outside. Like, yeah, city. it's outside of the city, and um, really close to being rural. It's I not was going to say, it's not, yeah, it's, it's not, not quite not rural, rural, but like you're on the verge. Like, it's a you, step beyond yeah. suburb, <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like not quite the middle of nowhere, but you're like on the verge of being Definitely. in the middle of nowhere. So it was like really great. I like, and he, he like he became part of my friend group, and we like we all like I started hanging out with him and a bunch of this like, group of friends, and um. He came over my house. Like, we, like, we were hanging out all the time. And we were just hanging out. We weren't, like, dating or anything. But my mom <laughs> said to me, so this, I wasn't out to my mom yet. Can you believe it? It's, like, I wore glitter. And, like, when I say I wasn't out, I just thought I didn't have to say anything. Because right. the way I, guys, the way I present myself and the way I've kind of presented myself for a very long time is, like, super femme. And I don't really care what you think. I don't, like, just what I'm attracted to. And that's how I like to present myself. And that just is what it is. I, one day that summer, I was doing dishes, literally loading the dishwasher. My mom's sitting in the living room. She's like, Tom, are you gay? I was like, yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, I wasn't, like, I was just like, like, why are we talking about this? Of course I am. What the fuck do you mean? (laughs) And, um. I remember, mm, <laughs> I don't know how much of this I'm going to talk about, but. You can go as yeah. deep or as shallow so, as you'd like. I love my mom. I truly do. And I appreciate everything she's ever done with me. But this is like our biggest point of contention. And should we try really hard not to make it that way? But I think it it kind of is. Does that make sense? So um, moving back home after my freshman year of college was hard. Because you go from having complete freedom for like nine months of the year and then you're back in your parents' house. And um, I was so used to just like leaving. Like I would just leave my house to go to like a party at like 11. (laughs) And then she'd be like, where are you going? And I was like, I'm going up, mom. Like, like, so like, you know, just so bratty, which is on me. But whenever I, I said yes, my mom started crying and so like I like had to stop doing the dishes and I like went sit with her in like the living room and so she's like she was like I always knew and then I was like being a bratty 20 something or like 20 year old I was like then why are you crying because <laughs> like literally it's like to me this conversation didn't need to be had because it's uncomfortable well, I don't want to have an uncomfortable conversation and I feel like it's not something that needed to be talked about because I just assumed everybody knew right, <laughs> right you know because I wasn't I wasn't doing a very... I had a picture... I had a poster of Zac Efron's Rolling Stone cover, lifting up a shirt, on my wall. So I just figured, like, this is it. Like, like, like I thought that was, like, all I needed to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. So we had this conversation, and she was like... She was like, you always like the color pink? And I was, she was like, you're always more... Well, she, my mom actually thought I was trans. I don't think she told me in this conversation, but, like, if... What I'm remembering this of this conversation, I can I can see what she meant by that, because she was like, "You're always attracted. You always wanted to like when you were playing pretend. You always wanted to be like Xena or like the guys. I was like, I was all about strong women even when I was like eight. <laughs> so, um, which is funny because I think my mom's a very strong woman and she's a very powerful woman. So it like only makes sense that that's like the kind of person that I was like attracted to growing up. So, um. I think she misconstrued, like, my sexuality with my gender identity, mm-hmm. you know? And I was like, no, um, I like my penis. It belongs on me. 
we're all good. <laughs> like, like, like that. This is yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. This like feels this, good. I'm in the right body. I just like to present myself in a way that maybe not people who identify with this body like would. But I did not have the words for this at that time. Like cisgender, I swear, is a new word. Like we did, we did it's not talk about the this. last yeah. couple years, yeah. or at least it's it's in the popular vernacular now. Right. Whereas maybe it wasn't, wasn't before. Yeah, we weren't talking about stuff like this, and not in these yeah. terms. Yeah. No, not in twenty, not in, not back in not back in twenty ten when we were having these conversations. Uh, but what's funny while I was coming out, and I say that in air quotes because I was asked. <laughs> my brother came down the stairs this is like the best part of the story and so my mom was like in tears she's like are you gonna tell your brother and I was like hey Art I'm gay and he's like okay and I continued to do whatever he was like he was like what (laughs) he was like I I think one he was like probably felt attacked he was like I wasn't ready to have a sit down cry conversation thanks and then that's probably the best way to handle it if you're someone who like someone comes out to you and you're just like okay that's it. That's all it needs to be. Right. Yeah. Because it doesn't really concern you unless. No. It doesn't really. Not really. Yeah. So I was in a situation where my family member came out to me. Mm-hmm. So speaking from the perspective of the person that you're, you know. It's different. So I don't know this so perspective. This is, yeah. It was interesting because my family member, my cousin, has always, I like knew the things that he was interested in and the way that he was like, and it wasn't femme per se it was just i just like figured he dated females in high school but i always sort of warned my aunt and my grandma i was like if he's gay we're gonna find out as soon as he goes away to school (laughs) so like prepare yourself for it so he moved up here to pittsburgh and started going to school and we set up a time to go to lunch together and it was like or dinner and it was um into the fall so he'd been up here for like a month or two Mm -hmm. So where did he go to school? Uh, Robert Morris. Okay. So we were sitting. I thought down you were gonna at... say Point Park, and I was no. like, no, that's all. <laughs> no, no, because like yeah. it's not it's not readily apparent by his appearance. Okay. Um, but we were sitting down together, and I was like, "Oh, how school?" Da 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 da. And the way that I like prompted, kind of, but the way that I did it as because I didn't want to like put pressure on the situation because like it's his life, you know. But I was curious, obviously. So the way that I the way that I put it was, I was like, "Have you met anyone special yet at school?" And he was like, "I did." And I was like, "Oh, what's their name?" And he said, "Michael." And I said, "Oh my god, I'm so happy for you." And then we talked about it. But like, and he was like, "Are you? Did you?" And I was like, "I mean, I kind of figured. Like, I don't want to say that I knew for sure. I was right. like, but I don't know, kind of." I think coming out such a it's clearly such a personal experience, but like you can there's like options in they're, coming. They're really and I didn't want him to feel you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the thing that upset me was when I heard about how other people on his like on his dad's side handled mm-hmm. it. Cause it was a very different thing because they're religious. So like he has a cousin on his dad's side who's my age and she like was crying. And I was asking him, without getting, like, super into it, I was just like, you know, when do you think that you knew? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was, like, pretty early on. And, like, I don't want to tell the story fully because it's his to tell. But basically, yeah. he had to live a long time pretty much guessing that this is what it was and couldn't fully be himself. And that just fucked me up, like, for a while after. Because I think it's something that I could relate to is just, like, knowing you're not 
whatever you're presenting yourself to be on a daily basis and just like the duality in that. Yeah. I like was, it just made me so fucking sad. Like I was just so fucked up about it. So like when it came to my grandma, my Josie, that's, that's my grandma, you Mm -hmm. guys, she's not grandma. She's Josie. I've always called her Josie. She became a grandma when she was like in her middle, (laughs) mid thirties, late, early forties, maybe. So she's Josie. She's been Josie. She'll always be Josie. So Josie, her reactions like have gone all over the board and it's not, and it wasn't like she was super dramatic or over the top sad about it. She was just like, oh my God, really? (laughs) You know what I mean? And then there have been times over the last couple of years specifically where she's like, can't you just like be with a woman anyway? You're like so good looking. And I was like, I understand why you might think that's an option or why it might be easier, but that's not, that's not how it works. That's not a switch you flip. You, this is just the way he's always been. And then when I like make that point to her, she's like, yeah, you're right. Like it, it has been pretty clear from the jump. And I was like, right. So I get what you're saying because you think that he needs to be with someone because you don't want him to be alone. And that's like the thing that you're not getting. Right. Because he's had like a couple long term relationships, but he's been like doing his own thing for a while now. Mm -hmm. I was like, he's good. He's happy with his life. He does what he wants. He travels. He's going to like fucking Morocco soon. Like he's doing great. You know what I mean? He is successful. He has tons of friends. I was like, you... Just because it doesn't look like in a way that you have context for doesn't mean that he's not okay. You right. know what I mean? I was like, he's okay. And I think that's like a different conversation. But I think um, like my mom's generation and like Josie's generation, it was just you get married at 21. Yeah, she doesn't it, get it. She yeah. doesn't under. It's like so hard for her to understand that I don't have kids. Right. She had all yeah. her kids by the time she was like 22 or something. <laughs> I'm going to be 30 in August. So like I'm a complete... You know what I mean? I'm just like completely off the beaten path, I guess, which is stupid because I'm not old. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like in the slightest, but it's just incomprehensible to her, the lifestyle sometimes. Mm-hmm. That being said, like my granddad doesn't know, but that's because we don't know how he would. It's just easier not to tell him. Yeah, he's I would like say not, like that's like that's the hardest game to play. It's like, do they need to know? He's or not do you need fully to talk about integrated it? with us. Oh, so then it's like no. It do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's him and Josie live together, my pap pap, and he's a sweet man. Mm-hmm. But like he's not going to the mall with us and walking around right. and like has intimate working knowledge of our of our lives per se. He's a character in it all. So like, no, he doesn't know. And I personally think, to an extent, I was like, he has to figure. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not that out of touch. Right. But it's easier not to tell him, I guess. I always wondered, because when my grandfather, um, that's a whole weird situation. It's very weird. Grandparents are hard. Well, all of mine are dead, so <laughs> you don't have much and like his, his grandparents on his dad's side are much older, okay. I think, and they're very Christian, mm. so they basically, like, ignore it. Do you know what I yeah. mean? And, like, that's a little awkward, yeah. I can imagine, but... it It's so weird, because everyone, like, in my family knows, right? Right. But then you go to... You go to like family functions and um, 
okay, let's see, let's see. Okay, we go to dinner, like mm-hmm. go to par- at my parents' house. And so um, my brother will say like, I'll get like a text and he'll respond. And my mom will be like, here are you texting, blah, blah, blah. What? And then like, oh, I'm texting this girl I met on blah, 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 website or whatever. I met in person or just like my friend who happens to be a girl. And it's like, oh, who is she? Do you like her? Blah, 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 blah. And then it's like, Tom, who are you texting? And I'm like, oh, I'm texting, I'm texting, like, it could be like anyone, but like if, so if I said I was texting Josh per se, for whatever reason, she'd be, she'd be like, oh, like it's I wouldn't get that. Different. I wouldn't get that. Yeah. I wouldn't get that follow up. You know, yeah. it's just so different. It's like, I know we're all cool, but it's also like, are we cool? Are we cool? I often, how have, cool are we? Yeah. Well, I often think, um, I saw this guy for like two weeks, <laughs> my longest male relationship. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but I did have a girlfriend for seven months in high school. Hey. Yeah, Steven yeah. definitely walked that path. He tried it. Uh, and that's I, fine. It just seems to be I wasn't a sexual being until after that relationship. So it he's was, He's always yeah. had like a tight group of females. Yeah. He's always been like best friends with girls. Right. You Same. know? So I, I feel like always, without, I, he, without him telling me, he was just like, I'm just going to give this a shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I never really like, because that's his business. Right. But that seemed to be the case, I guess. But I always, I thought, like, while I was, like, seeing this guy, I was like, oh, my God, like, oh, I have to introduce him to my, like, if I ever had to get to the point where, like, I introduce him to my family, I'm like, what's that going to be like? Because my, like, we get together for, like, game nights or, like, things occasionally where, like, all of us will go, or, like, Thanksgiving or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. if it ever got to, like, the so point like, where. how does that work? What's that going to look right. like? Also, like, my cousin has children, young children, and I don't. So it's, like, introducing, what do you do then? Like So, one time, uh, so I don't, it's not. Okay, this one's this has always been an issue with me. Or like how I handle because some of my friends have like young children. Right. And children love me because I'm bright and colorful. They're like a cartoon and, character. Yeah, absolutely. It's and, why kids like me. Right. Yes, but like they love like the pink get, hair. Yeah. yeah, I always get like a reaction out of children. Right. They like glitter and I always am like covered in bright colors <laughs> yeah it's always like right. what I'm attra- it's like what i'm attracted to and children often really like bright colors and like things that are shiny like like both young men and like both like young women like that like when i say it, like children young girls young boys it doesn't matter that it's like not gender appropriate to them they're like no oh, you're bright wow, and shiny yeah. and sparkly wow mm-hmm. what are what are you is exactly. basically what there's um my uh cousin's son we were i don't know they, we, he was talking when I he was young like four maybe he was talking about how his five I don't know I'm really bad at guessing children's age so it, <laughs> do that that what you will he was we were talking about he was like my parents are married like he must have just learned about like marriage right and we were playing with his like Ninja Turtles or whatever lots of kabooming kapowing which mm-hmm. yeah. and I learned how to wrestle uh, while holding a glass of wine I don't spill. Just, just so, nice. just so you know, I'm capable of wrestling. Thank you very much. Wine. And I learned because of Aaron, because, like, I, like I said, I think he was really drawn to me when he was younger because I was like, like I had, like, I used to have like really fun. colorful hair, like so yeah, much fun. Yeah. And I, uh, I guess, to be honest, I was, am the, I was like the youngest of my generation of people who would come. So it would be like them two at like them two, his sister and him would be like. The youngest, and then like then 20 you. years later, yeah. <laughs> there's like me. So you were like the most relatable in get, that way, yeah. too. So he was talking about marriage, and he was like, Well, boys, can't, like a boy can't get married to a boy. And I was like, 
well, <laughs> so I was just like, uh, I was like, mm, what's mm-mm. acceptable to say to you right now? Like, what are your no, parents telling you? I don't. Like, th- so my cousin, his mom, I don't think my cousin, I don't think she's the one who's related to me. I don't think she would care if I like was like, no, like guys, like boys can get married to boys and girls can get married to girls. And I think honest to God, this happened like not, not long. This conversation happened not long after like legislation changed, like until like where like gay people could get married. So it was like weird and topical that I was like, why are you bringing this up right now? Like we can't, I was just crying about this yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if I could have this conversation with you. Um, so I like, just like, I was like, I was like, well, I don't think that's true. <laughs> that's kind of like where I left it. But I'm glad, like, he, luckily he didn't pry, which is a God's gift. When a child sometimes, doesn't ask why. Sometimes yeah. kids are just like, okay. Yeah. The, it's the so fact, cool. The fact that I got that on that question is like a blessing. But how do you, like, it's like, sometimes I wonder like, how do you like handle so, situations like that? having worked with kids mm-hmm. and having a best friend who has two kids, Danny's nine going on 10 and Izzy's about to turn six. So Amanda's always done an amazing job raising them to be fully well aware that it could go either way. Essentially, mm-hmm. like, boiling it down to its most simple parts. Uh, the way that she explained their bodies to them is they both had pee-pees. But she had a girl pee-pee and Danny had a boy pee-pee. Because, like, getting into naming stuff right, is weird, yeah. right? So it was just like, Izzy looks like us. You don't have to be ashamed of your body, but it's your business. So when you go and change, you shut your door, whatever. Because I think that's, like, really important, too. Yeah. Like, it's weird how it all sort of works together. But, like... She's always said, you know, oh, when they would play life and stuff, sometimes yeah. Izzy would want to, like, marry a girl. Mm-hmm. And Amanda was always like, yeah, that's fine. Because, like, in real life, sometimes women fall in love with other women and they, like, are both moms. And that's just the way that it is. And it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like, she's always very much normalized it for them. I always which I wanted appreciate. to be a girl. Yeah, so, like, and I think, like, some of that is just, like, yeah. being a girl right. and being, like, I want to be with another girl. Right, yeah. You so know like, what I mean? It's pink. I want like, all my car to yes, be pink. Like, you know? not getting the sexual connotations <laughs> yeah. of it. But I think that's, like, really smart. Yeah. No, for sure. And then there was a – I was actually really impressed because she was in kindergarten this last year, and there was a dress-up day where they could wear their, like, fanciest clothes to school. And Izzy was considering wearing Danny's suit, like, his vest, suit vest and pants and a tie or a dress. And she wasn't sure which one she wanted to wear. See, that's just, like, kids. I think that's so so dope because it's just clothes. Right. Like, it It doesn't matter. Right. Her mom is bald because she can't grow hair. And then, like, she saw me this week and she was like, are you going to shave all your hair off? Because that'd be pretty cool. You'll be nice and cool for the summer. I was like, yeah, I mean, I might. Like, I'm not sure yet. And right. she was like, that's awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, that is what I'm hoping everybody can get on board with in the future. Right. I think, I mean, it all depends. It depends. Yeah. But so, I hope yeah. my wish is for, like, all kids to, like, have the freedom to express themselves like you did. And, yeah. like, understand that all of these options are on the table for them. And maybe if they feel some type of way someday later in life, it won't be so scary or jarring or right. confusing. If, if you're presented... Well, like, that's so... It's curious to me. Because I... Like, one of my friends in high school, like... um, She... She came out to me... Well... 
uh, her gender. I I don't talk to her anymore. And I like if she hears this, I don't want. I hope she doesn't get upset because I don't know her gender identity. I don't know their because I'll just use their. I don't know their gender identity anymore, and I think their name has changed. So I don't. I'd like. I'm, I'm yeah, I want to be respectful yeah. of that. So their mom and. Ooh. <laughs> I know there's a lot of gesturing. <laughs> their mom was very liberal and like I was always so comfortable in their house and she was just always very lovely to me and her sister or their sister was like really cool with it too they took me to my first pride which was like amazing like it was I think it was my senior it was like the summer after my senior year they took me to pride and it was like crazy and fun and like I was really excited that like and like their mom like it was just so cool then um they my friend they came out to me as like she wasn't, they weren't sure if they were bisexual or if they were a lesbian. And they were like, I kept this secret for so long. And I was like, bitch, I've been out here gay as fuck. <laughs> like, why weren't you comfortable? But it's literally, it all comes down to like, people think that you're going to think differently of them, even if you're like, they're coming out to a queer person. Right. Yeah. So I was, I would, that blew my mind. And the fact that they were scared to come out to their mom, who was like so liberal. So, yeah, yeah, that's it, a good point. That's I think just it's, a, it seems to be a case too where it's just like, I'm scared. I'm not going to be seen as me anymore, and it's going to be mm-hmm. all about this thing. Yeah. But then conversely, like Josie and I were having a conversation, and she was like worried about Stephen's safety at one point because maybe there was stuff going on, or maybe it was right after the Pulse shooting, and she mm. was like, "Why does he have to tell anybody?" And I was like, I I fully think I get where you're coming from, but it's his right to live his best life on his terms. Yeah. And feeling like you can't express that part of yourself is going to impede your ability to live your best life. Think about it. Like, unless if that's totally fine for you because you're a completely private person and you don't want to interact with the world on that level. Right. And like maybe that there's a person like that out there, but that's still a choice. You should have the choice. Right. Like there was no way for me to be comfortable presenting myself the way I did if I didn't come out. Right. Or didn't like acknowledge that part of me. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. So like if I was still like pretending that I was not <laughs> I'm not or just not acknowledging yeah, it yeah. or whatever. It would just be like... It's doing a disservice to to yourself. You're just putting yourself through a lot of suffering, I think. Yeah. I mean, like, I know that, like, everyone's journey is different, but I can just say, like, being out has been, like, just, it's, like, the most liberating thing. Because then, one, when you start going into queer spaces, it's, like, life-changing. You're like, wait a minute. You like to be the Pink Power Ranger? Like, you're like, you find out all these things about other people. Oh, my God. You're just like, oh, uh, wow, everything's starting to come in to come into focus here it's weird because i mean obviously my situation is different but Mm -hmm. like i i I like strongly resonate with that though it's just like oh my god i'm i'm like all of it is out in the open everything like my mental illness what i care about what i don't care about like i'm not trying to like shield myself or like fit into this thing that's uncomfortable for me it's like fully realized me with like my partly mostly shaved head and my pink hair and like and it doesn't matter at this point yeah. like it's just so good it feels so good i don't know how i did it for so long but the thing is it's like i haven't so even though i was like wearing like glittery things and whatever to high school 
and like you might think like oh tom thinks he's like you might think that maybe i was fully realized at 18 new there was this whole battle i had so like yeah i was like more comfortable with being gay but like drag queen scared me because i didn't understand because i just didn't like it took me a long time to actually appreciate the art form like i didn't start watching it like drag race and consuming drag in any form and till like two years ago because I didn't understand. And, and you know what it is, not to cut you off, yeah. but you know what it is because I thought about this a lot coming into this episode. I think when you're confronted with things that are very close to who you are or, or like brush up against your yeah. stuff, <laughs> like your own issues, your own things that you like need to deal right. with, like you don't know how to deal with it. Yeah. So, so you like avoid it or like it makes you feel weird or you kind of freeze because like yeah. you don't know how to process so when i moved like when i was like living in chicago i felt like i was, t- was 21 and i was like i got my shit together i know who i am i'm gay i'm proud and then not a one time when i lived in chicago did i go to a gay bar right it's because i was afraid but there I was in my sequin pants, and, like all of this crazy clothes and like pink hair and like all this crazy stuff. But I wouldn't go into a gay bar because it scared me. And then uh, and at the time I was like, I have to be more masculine because mm. I'm never going to in my head. My justification for it at the time was like, and this is problematic in itself. And I have since gotten over it. But I was like, well, I want to date a masculine man. So I have to be masculine because masculine only attracts masculine. Guys, I've grown. Please don't yell at me for this. But I don't think that's, I don't think, I feel like that's something that a lot of people have probably dealt with. So, like, I stopped shaving my face and I grew out some scruff and then, like, I stopped dyeing my hair blonde and I let it grow out. Um, So I would, so at least, like, looking to see me, you'd be like, oh, he's not, like, super, super feminine. Like, I, like, I, 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 I didn't really super butch it up, but I, like, did it enough to be, like, desirable by someone maybe as someone who's like mask for mask sure and i'm like i think i like probably around the time when i started working at when i moved into pittsburgh my life kind of like changed i started going out all the time i was like it's time to go to gay bars like you have to like go into these spaces and like get comfortable like you're not going to be fully comfortable because well i didn't know this at the time but people there were people who were like me and presenting as i wanted to present but i was like i can't right you had no that. context right so i i was hanging around them and like my old boss she was all of her friends are gay and like i always say that she's the gayest woman like gayest man i ever met because <laughs> she just she opened my eyes to like all of these things and she just kind of made me like made she was like kind of like my like held my hand and like led me into spaces and she was like this is fun That's you're so having cool. fun this is great like calm down you can go talk to that guy over there and it's going to be fine. It's, fine. it's not going to be the right. end of the world. And then kind of like probably while I was working um, at my last job was whenever like I felt like everything came full circle where I was like, I was like by myself and I'd be like, I can go to the bar. I can go to the bar. I'm like bored. Like I don't have anything to do tonight. Like go, go meet a stranger. And I don't mean that like to like go home and sleep with, but like I can go to the bar and like hang with a group of people I don't know and it'll be right. like fine. Which is amazing. Yeah. And a lot of people, it's weird because it takes like a self-possessed person to do that. You know what I mean? And But like that, what that means to be self-possessed is probably different right. for everybody. Like person to person. Yeah, I think 
lots of good things came from Chicago. I learned, like, I think I learned post, like, it was a learning experience, Mm -hmm. like, for, like, self-identity and everything. I learned that, like, I like to go to spaces by myself. So I would often go to the other side of town where I knew, like, no one from the college I went to would be at. And I would, like, go to a coffee shop. Like, it would take me an hour to get there. But I was just, like, I'm out here by myself doing my own thing. I started going to, like, movies and concerts by myself, too. Like, I felt, like, I started feeling like I'm my own person and I don't, like, I love being with other people, but I can do things by myself and enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. I think that's, I think whenever you start getting comfortable with, like, going places, you're, like, going things that you don't have to do by yourself, by yourself. That's a big deal. Yeah. It really is. Because really, you're, how can you have fun with anybody else if you can't have fun with yourself? Right. You know what I mean? Truly. So... I wanted to share, like, one pride story. It's, like, my favorite pride story that ever happened. So I was working at a place, and I was working between 60 and 80 hours a week at this place because there was no one working, and I was, like, the only person who could. And it was – we were approaching Pride Weekend, and we were understaffed, and I, like, months prior requested to be off the Sunday after Pride because Nick Jonas was, like, filling in for Iggy Azalea (laughs) for, like – I remember that. Yeah. And I was, like – Gotta see because the gays ran Icky Azalea out of town. We sure did. The city was like, um, I don't fucking think so. And she got kicked off the headline. So Nick Jonas like filled in. Anyway, I bought like the tickets to be close to the stage. Like I did the whole nine yards. And I like guys when I say I hate this job, like I had already put in my notice. I put in six weeks notice because I was like, you're going to be so fucked when I leave because no one works here. Like, you, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so it's just like, you gotta pick up, like, you gotta fix it. You gotta it. figure it out because yeah. I'm leaving. Right. So it was, um, the day of the, <laughs> it was the day of Nick Jonas and like the schedule had come out for the next week and I worked Sunday and I was like. Hey. I fucking told you. Well, I went in, like, I went and was like, hey, I can't work tomorrow and I'm not going to work tomorrow because I had requested this off for a reason and I gave you enough notice that, like, this should be a non-issue. Like, you know, like, mm-hmm. I should be able to have time off. It's not like I asked for it very often. It's not, you know what I mean? I just, oh, absolutely. So, longer story. Someone threw, someone threw a candy at me and it triggered me, like, triggered me. <laughs> But, you told me this, yeah. yes. And so I took, because I had a key to the store, I went to the back room. Like, I, my shift wasn't over. <laughs> I went to the back room. I grabbed all my stuff from, like, that anything I had, like, left there. And I was like, I can always get this tomorrow. Whatever. Grabbed it all. I taped, there was a whiteboard in the back room. <laughs> I taped my key to the whiteboard. I'm like, I'm out. Left out the back door and <laughs> went home. <laughs> and then that night, I went to Six Pen and had, like, the best dinner and, like, the best mm. bartender of my life. Uh, with Kristen, my best friend. And then we went to see Nick Jonas after it. It was like the best day. It was like, I was walking home because I walk, I like walk everywhere. So I was walking home from work. And while I was walking, I was like, oh my God, I just made a huge mistake. And then it was like, oh my God. And then I was like, as I was walking, I I was like walking home. And then I started laughing. And then I started laugh crying. I was like, that is not the emotional response you should have after like walking out, like being so irritated that you walk out of a place. So then it was like, the day only got better. I had like an amazing dinner. And then I saw Nick Jonas. And it was like the best thing ever. And then last year's Pride, I went out, but I did not go to like the concert because Pittsburgh Pride's like, you can either like pay to go to the concert or if you don't want to spend the money on like going to see the concert. You just wait at a gay bar until the concert's over. Then everyone, like, everyone will show up eventually. Uh, I went 
I went out and I don't remember it. I like danced. I danced in like a place mm-hmm. that didn't have a dance floor. And I was like, wonder how I did that for that long. Like, what, did I just, did I just push on people all the way? And it was great. I love pride. I love pride because it's just like so much fun. That's awesome. Yeah. Should we read some of the things that people? Yes. Okay. Uh, should we start with Kathy? Yes, please. Oh, sweet, sweet, sweet Kathy. We have such a superstar in our Facebook group who is a really active part of the RuPaul's Drag Race recap universe. Yes. She interacts with so many of us. And I've like been talking to Kathy like in, you know, the off time uh-huh. just about other things. And she's such a funny, intelligent person and i like really enjoy kathy yeah she's so much she is so funny i'm so glad she's like a fairy berry yeah like on our facebook group i feel so honored to know her truly so the email is what what pride means to a cis woman and i'm so happy that she like wrote this because i think me too i think some people will identify this So uh, she writes, I know I'm not speaking for the LGBTQIA community. I'm just speaking as a straight cis female. Pride to me has always been more than parades, flags, sparkles, queens, and all of that. To me, pride has been about love, acceptance, and community. I was raised in an Irish Catholic family who didn't ever speak about the LGBT people. AIDS was also never mentioned, but I knew it was around. I remember when Ellen came out on national TV, I asked my mother, why are people so angry about Ellen? Did she hurt someone? I don't totally remember my mother's response, but I remember her tone and the tone was not one of you must hate her. She is not natural. God hates her. This was also around the time of Matthew Shepard's death. And I was shocked and saddened that so much hate was around the country for something that isn't actually wrong or against God's teachings of love and acceptance. As I grew and developed, I found myself, even as a cisgender straight woman, more accepted and more welcome in the LGBT community, the clubs, and drag brunch. Drag brunch. Everyone's welcome at drag Everybody brunch. Everybody is yeah. welcome at drag brunch. Uh, and when Rochester has its pride parade in July, for whatever reason, I make sure to show my support to those who make this oddball girl feel she belongs in the world and is even is loved even when the universe seems to tell me I don't deserve love or acceptance due to whatever skin-deep attribute I possess. Especially when the country is run by cosplaying Christians, I want to show the world that just because you identify as Catholic does not mean you believe the same ridiculously false narrative that the White House was and is preaching. Kathy. Kathy, sweet Kathy. Sweet Kathy. That's like, that's like such a great note. It really is. I, uh, this could be like something we just briefly talk about. So, um... Let's talk, like, let's talk about, like, straight people in gay spaces for, like, a hot second. I don't, I feel like I'm not, like, the best person to talk about it. Because uh, there's a way to be respectful and exist in a gay space as a straight person. But if you are bringing in a bachelorette party because the gays are a spectacle to you, that is an you issue. You need to check yourself. Yeah. That is an issue. Because, like... Of course, when I go to the bar, like, I'll bring my straight friends with me. And, like, they're totally respectful. They're just there to have fun with me. We're in a space where I'm comfortable. And that's why they came. Because, like, I'm going to be comfortable in that space. You right. know what I mean? And honestly, truthfully, for females, sometimes it's easier to be in a gay bar than a regular bar. Yeah. Because you're not the focus, really. You know what I right. mean? Like, you kind of meld into the crowd. And it doesn't feel like there's necessarily a target on your back. Right. But I think, so like, I think if like a straight woman goes to the gay bar with a bunch of her girlfriends, it's like, well, what are you doing here? Right. Do you know, like, and I don't mean that as like, I don't want people who aren't straight to come like 
into spaces because like Kathy said, I like love when people come in our spaces and feel comfortable with us, but you also have to like when it's you It's showing respect. Right, like it's is the thing. And I'm always so shocked because on Twitter, especially around Pride, there's been like a lot of retweets and stuff that have been going around and I've been reading them and just some of the things that apparently gay or that I'm sorry, that straight people say to gay people around Pride or just like try to co-opt it. Is like mind boggling to me. Like, because ultimately it's okay to say that pride isn't about us because it's not. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's fine. It's not that we can't be included in the festivities or support what's going on. Right. But it's it's fine to remember and to call it out like pride is for the LGBTQ community. The A in it doesn't mean ally. You know what I mean? Right. It's like androgynous. Yeah. That's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay. We can still be there. Right. You know no, what I mean? We're not like kicking you out, but no, it's just like. but it's just like being It's mindful. not about you. <laughs> right. Yeah. You have to be mindful. And that's like always the attitude that I try to bring into this. And even just talking about drag race, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I know so many straight women love drag race. And I love that. Yeah. Because I do think it's so interesting, like how the phenomena of drag, like, impacts straight women. It's so interesting to me. I really think it gives people, I'm specifically women, the bravery to be women. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, and that's sad that we have to talk about, like, the bravery of being a woman. A woman, right. Yeah. But at the same time, that's not what drag is about, and that's not our space for us to explore those issues. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's okay. And it's okay that it, like, inspires us and gives us bravery Mm -hmm. but it's also okay to have those conversations outside of that space and to keep it separate yeah because it should be all of that should exist in a safe realm you know yeah that's just and it's that and that is okay (laughs) it's okay i feel like i kind of sidetracked i feel bad because like i want more like i want people to come and learn and be comfortable like hanging out like in spaces where you might be not you might be the minority, like, right. in the situation. And I, I think yeah. that, I think we're moving towards a world where that's more common. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think Amanda would be opposed to, like, bringing her kids down to Pride. Pride, I love when children And, like, hanging out yeah. and, like, buying stuff or just, like, witnessing the parade, whatever. Right. Because if anything else, if it's not, obviously, we're not the focal point of the celebration, but it's still celebrating the movement and the community and, and showing gratitude for the people at Stonewall who had to go through what they went through. You know right. what I mean? And everybody can be a part of that, you know? Yeah. And I think Kathy is a great example of someone who's, you know, a straight cis white woman right. who is like very supportive in all the right ways. Yeah. I think that's just, I think that's hard to teach people who like, because the you're other fully, ish- you're, you and her, like you and Kathy and like a lot of the women who are in our Facebook group or tweet at us or like people who listen to us, they're fully immersed. And I think they're, they're like true allies in the sense that like, they understand their place in all of this and that um, like, you're fully immersed in gay culture in the way that like, you know what, you know what it is, <laughs> like, you know what you can right. and you cannot do. The problem is, I think whatever 
like bachelorette parties, they like, oh, we know that's a gay bar. We're going to go there and have like that best time. It's like, Bitch, I don't want to dance cons- with your drunk ass. It's, it's like 10 not consuming the culture in the proper <laughs> right. way. You know what I mean? Like Josh is into drag race yeah. because he loves like the construction of the costumes. He loves the transformation piece of it. He appreciates the artistry of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? When you're in a bachelorette party like that and you're making that choice, you're not going because you want to be in that environment and enjoy yourself and pay money. Right. You know what I mean? Like contribute to an establishment and then have the rest of your night or whatever. You're it is a true case of like co-opting. You're like it's like right. a novelty. And yeah, it's like, like if you're not coming back to that bar next week just because you like want to see a local yeah. performer yeah. or something like you know what I mean? Right. It's it's a spectacle. It's like going to the circus or something. Right. And, and that's it, not what it should be and about. And then you coming into our space and expecting to be the center of attention. Which is not right. right. It's like, like that's... Girl, Yeah. Girl, bye. That's not how bye. that works. <laughs> and some people, and when I say some people, I want to say a lot of white people in particular don't understand. God, we were just talking about this. Yeah. Don't understand that everything is not for them. Right. Straight white people in particular don't understand that not everything is for them and it's okay and it doesn't make it wrong and it doesn't mean that you can't even interact with it right it's just not for you and it is okay (laughs) it is okay because there are so many things on a daily basis that are for you are constructed for you is a safe space for you literally everything else you know what i mean (laughs) like Like, right it's just like 98 percent. right i was talking about how um recently my friends would always like whenever we would go out like I, people would be like where do we want to go and like of course i list the gay bars first but that's just like my inclination is like that's where i like to go but i would like <laughs> they would be like no i want to go here and i'm like i'm in a full face of makeup because i didn't know what we were doing tonight and now i'm gonna go into a straight space and like i'm gonna be it's gonna like, make this me week. uncomfortable right it's no it's like I don't want to say it makes me uncomfortable, but it's exhausting to be that person because I don't try. I don't tell people off because unless I feel like they've crossed a line. But if you're going to like, I don't like want to go into a straight space because inevitably some drunk girl at 1 a.m. is going to come up to me. And she's like, I like you, you know, I make them you're like so cool. You're like the best guy I've ever met. And I'm just like. This is why I don't come into straight spaces it's like, because, yeah, it's like exhausting. Me. Right, You're yeah. Just, like reacting to this and like, and like, of course, fine. like, of course, I like, I hate to say this, but like, I like to present myself differently if I, if I'm going somewhere. You and I, I mean? think yeah. that's your choice because right. you don't want to have to manage that reaction because ultimately that's what somebody is doing when they get that into it. Yeah. And that's why I swear to God, I'm so careful when like I pay people compliments like that because I never want to put them in the position where I feel like they have to acknowledge me. Right. I'll be, so just like, be like, nice, whatever. Yeah. So like, and just move on. Right. So like one time, a, like a girl came up to me and she was like, I really love your lip gloss. What is it? And I was like, oh, it's the Fenty, whatever. Like, and she was like, thank you. And then like, we went on our way. Like, so like, you liked my makeup. You asked what a product was. And like, that's like a, it's an interaction I'm willing to have with you. But like, I don't want to do your makeup. It, and I don't, I don't really care what you think of my beat face and your boyfriend hates me. Like, like, like you know, right. it's just like all of these it's things. It's just like a lot. Yeah. It is. It's a fucking lot. It's yeah. like, I, I thought about it like this too, because I've thought a lot about this in particular as well. It's just like running into somebody that you know from TV on the street, like, or something. It's right. just like, 
your reaction to that person is their is not their responsibility. Yes. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just not. So somebody seeing you in public and being fully okay with you being in makeup but is like really interested or just like maybe they've never seen right. a man in like full jush before so right. they're like wow they look so good like you look so good oh my god mm. like that's great it is great that you are that you are experiencing this for the first time but speaking for you tom like not your problem right it's like yeah it's cool that you think it's cool that i'm wearing makeup but you fawning but over like, me makes me uncomfortable to, yeah, like, yeah i don't like, need to hear you and i no, nor do you need the validation from some straight lady to be no. like oh my bitch, god i know wow. i look better than you no, it's like girl i know yeah like you don't need it like, you don't right. need to do it to for whatever reason you think that it needs to happen it's just not necessary so I'm going to read, this will be another great topic of conversation. So I'm going back to Summer's email and I left this out when we started talking about Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. I know the other part of it. So um, the topic of pride is someone who is pansexual, I find myself verbally identifying as bi or queer because I don't go into the long and oftentimes frustrating conversation of explaining what pan means. I wonder if others whose sexuality is more fluid, and then she asks in parentheses, is that the right word, can relate to this. Additionally, I think a lot of people who identify as by pan or anything else feel that there are still a lot of people within the lgbtqia lmnop qrst community no she didn't write all that but i we guys were can we just make a new word and stop using letters because there's so many letters i think that was that would be good yeah so the lgbtqia community uh, do not accept or understand our sexuality uh that tire narrative of we are greedy confused and that women who identify this way are actually straight while gay men well while the men who are bisexual or act like are gay is still prevalent so it is super overwhelming yeah. I fully, i fully get where she's coming from i like don't i know like i'm fully aware that bisexual people feel like outside of this community and it and that bums me out because i like if we're so like let's say like let's talk about just let's talk about me for a second but i wanted to like discuss this on this episode so like i grew up at a time where we didn't talk about like gender being like a fluid off like it, we didn't talk about it but like if today I were like, if someone were like, like, what would you identify as? I would probably say gender fluid because like I present myself differently all the time. Like right now I'm in, well, most of the time when we're recording, I'm wearing like a tank top and basketball shorts. And I would say probably not my most femme, femme queen realness moments, but like that's the way I identify myself sometimes is just like that person. Mm-hmm. And then some days I'm in a full beat of makeup. I have like one of those like cold shoulder tops on skinny jeans and a pair of high heels. Same person like di- presenting myself differently. Mm-hmm. So why do we as a gay community, I feel like gay people, like this community would, is more ex- like willing to accept gender fluidity than we are to like accept bisexual or right. pansexual Sexual people. Fluidity. Because for whatever reason, because we, mo- a lot of us fall on one side or the other, the fact that you can, that y- not you can, but you, you don't care about people's gender, which is how I understand it. I am someone who does need educated on, like, what the difference between bisexual and pansexual is. But I, the way I, – because I, mean, I think I always describe bisexual the same way as pansexual. Like, I understand them to be the same thing. But do I you... think it's just an 
from what I understand. You guys can totally correct us on this like if we're wrong. Pansexuality yeah. is more based on the person as they are, not so much the. It's like aside from the gender, mm-hmm. right? So it doesn't matter if they're a boy or a girl, or maybe they identify as gender. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. They don't identify as one gender or the other. Does right. that make sense? Yeah. And I don't know if that fits for me or not because, like, right. I haven't really fully explored it. <laughs> right. I just know that I like female bodies and I like male bodies. Right. So I always call – I've called it bisexual. I don't know if that's correct or not. Yeah. Like, I don't under – like, because I – just is who I am. I don't understand what the holdup is. Like, clearly – I think it's just be- we're still moving away from certain expectations as far as categorizing people. And that's something that... We're working on it, though. Yeah. But- right? Like, gender has been the big thing because with more trans visibility... Yes. It's... We're not there changing, yet. We're, 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 we're changing right the concept of how we perceive gender. Yeah. You know? So, one thing at a time. Right. Um, people being openly, open, openly, openly gay is like cool now, right? right? And it's not like cool in a novelty way. It's just a thing that you encounter every day and no one, and in most places, no one bats an eye. Most places. Again, opportunity for improvement across the board. Well, I think that we have the privilege of living near a liberal city. Yeah. Pittsburgh is fucking wonderful. Fully. Because we were in Uniontown. Yesterday, me and Josh were, which is where he's from, and we were talking about, like, what it would be like if we moved down there, because Josh obviously has, like, his job, 41 yeah. Prince down there, his day jobs down there, and it's so, it's so weird, but the house he grew up in is, like, available for sale. Oh, that's wild. And, um, it's in foreclosure, and we were like, what if we just bought it and, like, lived in your house? It's a big, beautiful house. It's dirt cheap. Um, all of the houses are nice. Um, it's in a good partying in town, like whatever. But then we were driving through Periopolis and stopped at a gas station and there were like actual white nationalists with like jean vests on yeah. with patches. And the one had like a Nazi tattoo. Right. And Josh was like, this is why we could never right. live down here. It's, I think, hmm. When and you... that's not that far. That's like an hour away. Right. So I was just going to tell this story. So uh, a couple weeks ago, I talked about how I went to Columbus with my friend Kristen. Um, on our way back, we went to a pizza place in Washington to pick up pizza. Mm-hmm. And uh, have you ever heard of Oso's Pizza? I have not. Okay. So it's like a Washington, a Washpa staple. Like, okay. okay. But like, it's not in downtown Washington. Like, I don't know how to describe where it is because I, when we got there, I was like, I... This is, like, one of those things where I talk about how I will dress a certain way to go to certain places. I forgot that we were going to Washington that day. So what I was wearing was booty shorts that basically are, like, cut up to, like, breathe. Where you could basically, well, Tiffany's here. Basically what I'm wearing now is, like, I'm basically not wearing pants. And I'm wearing a tank top and, like, a mesh shirt over top of it. (laughs) So we walk into this pizza place in Washington, which is, like, 45 minutes away. Like, just a slight bit closer than probably Uniontown mm-hmm. is. And I walked in and like, I swear everything stopped and everyone looked at me. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, like, I forgot what it was like to be out, like just far outside of the city. The more southern part of PA. Yeah, because it's very close to West Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that West Virginia is a bad place. I'm sure but, it isn't. Yeah, but yeah. like once and, you head towards, right, you're basically head- once you get out of the bubble of pittsburgh a little bit right it's there are parts where things get very very uncomfortable yeah yeah 
And it's um, such a shame. And I hope all of those places shrink and then disappear. Well, like, it was just, it's, it, I have grown so accustomed to living in the city and like people not really batting in an eyelash at like how strange that I, when I say strange, I don't think that I'm strange, but like how it could be perceived as strange. Unusual for yeah. them. Right. Like they don't care because everyone, most of the time, people who live in the city like the city because they mind their own fucking business, but they, they sure like, do. they like all of the hubbub going on around them. <laughs> like that's like the best way to describe like an actual city person. So to be like out there, I didn't like think that. There were people wearing cowboy hats. I'm like, guys, we're in Pennsylvania. Like, <laughs> people get yeah, it's, wild. Uh, yeah, they it's think so they're f- like really something once they get into the suburbs or it, rural territories a little bit. Right. But then I thought, well, I'm glad I wore this here because like, fuck you. Also, I'm comfortable. And I've been on, I've been in a car for four hours. Right. So, exactly. Like, I was just like, and I wanted pizza. And here I am at this establishment. I'm here because I've been told the pizza is good. And I'm giving you money for like, you know what? And like, right. not that the people who work there gave me any shit, but like. If the people who were like sitting there, there yeah, were definitely yeah. aware of you. Yeah. And then I was like, this is how I'm going to die. <laughs> like, anytime I'm like that far out of the city, I'm like, this is where I get I murdered. I hate that that's how you have to. Yeah. But I mean, as a woman, Guys, like, there I are times where I, I'm like, I won't okay. be at like truck stops. I will wait until we're in, in the next city. Like, I won't get out. I won't. That's <laughs> awful. Just because I won't, I also, this is just, I think it's mostly my private, <laughs> I have privacy issues. I will not pee where sporting events happen. Mm mm. I'm not peeing in a trough. No, no. I mean, that's preference (laughs) all the way. But, like, I have weird stuff like that, too. I'm just, like, very aware of my surroundings. And it's definitely a safety thing. And whether it's because, like, I have issues surrounding that or just because, like, the area I'm in. Right. It's smarter to be more aware than unaware. It's just, like, that sucks. So this brings us to our final submission for today. It came in an Instagram DM, so it's going to take. Oh, I have a tweet too. Oh, you have a tweet. What's the tweet? Okay, so I had said yesterday our plans had changed because we were going to record them, but then I ended up in Union Town, so we were going to record today. And Alejandro Batista, who is somebody we've talked about and talked to before on the pod, a supporter who I love. Thank you. He tweeted at us and said, for me, gay pride is a celebration of being yourself and a safe place to holding the hands of someone you love without any hate. Which I love. Freely expressing love. Yeah, I am. I've only ever held hands in public one time in that two week span. But that was bizarre to me because I was like, we're not showing affection in public yet because I barely know you. Right. (laughs) But that was like a different situation. Um. Yeah, it is. It's very that. <laughs> Just like that's awesome. Yeah, it, and that's I want it to be like that all the time. I never want pride to go away because right. I think it should still. Yeah. It still needs to be acknowledged and celebrated, regardless. But it would be great. If that piece of pride could just exist all the time. So do you want to hear why I moved to Chicago? Yes. So I went um to see a concert after my senior year of high school. And I took my friend and we went to see Leslie Hunt, who's an amazing musician and you should listen to her music. Uh, She's from American Idol. That's a whole side story. Anyway, we went to Chicago for her album release party. And we we were walking to our hotel. So we like took the L to downtown to where Mm -hmm. our hotel was. We got off the L. We were, we like, I was walking up these steps from the L to like, to get onto the street, the sidewalk. And there were two men holding hands. And I was like, 
oh, like it was like the first time I'd ever seen that in real life. And I was just like, you're like in public, like what is, because <laughs> like I had never seen that before. And I was like, this is clearly a place where like I can thrive and like be myself. So like I really wanted that experience. And then I fucking blew it by not going out the kitty cat. I'm not, I'm not saying like, but like, if you're thinking, like, I'm thinking back on that reason. It's like, it's really funny that that was my reason. And then I was like, no, no. <laughs> you needed to incubate. <laughs> That's true. You know, you're not, we're not always fully realized. No. Nope. You know, like I did it for the right reasons, but also just didn't quite work out the way I had intended. Anyway, let's move on to bees and bees, bees, bees. I always want to say this name. I always want to say it's Bay. Guess what? I never read anything correctly. I started playing Pokemon Go again recently, you guys, with like the recent announcement of the Pokemon game that's going to be on Nintendo Switch with the cross compatibility of Pokemon Go. I'm not going to get into it more than that. But either way, um, there's all these Pokemon. I don't know the fucking names of them because I'm a purist. OG 151 Pokemon. No more than that. So there's like all these Pokemon I don't recognize and I'm catching them all as you do. (laughs) But like I am reading the names fucking crazy. Josh is like, oh, do you mean this? And I'm like, no, blah, 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 blah. I can't. So, like, usernames online, it's the same thing. I'm like. Well, she's. she's, she's I don't know. <laughs> she's in our Facebook group. Too. Okay. Um. Anyway. Sorry. I just take shots in the Since dark. we're talking about how we pronounce things, I know how to pronounce Patreon. I'm being flamboyant and stupid when I say Patreon. And I just. It's a choice. <laughs> it's, Voluntarily. It's a, guys, if you would notice, everywhere I've. I have written Patreon. I put the accent over the E because I'm going out of my way to do that because I know how to do it and it's Patreon and that's what I'm calling it. End and that's of just how you feel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, the end. I got a couple messages, a couple tweets, and I was just like, guys, I know, I, I know how to say it. You can go to any other boring old podcast and hear Patreon, but only here will you hear Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> we love you like no one else Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So this comes from B. It says, not much of a coming out story, but I would love if you could give Brittany Roke, rhymes with, oh, Roke, hey, rhymes with Brittany. That's how you pronounce it. Is there supposed to be, an, there's an accent on Facebook. Anyway, I'm going to try this again. <laughs> um, not much of a coming out story, but I would love it if you could give Brittany Roke hey a shout out. She told me about your podcast and has sent has been the most supportive friend ever since I came out. She knew I liked Ellen Page a little too much. We've been through two drag cons, numerous meet and greets, shows and plays in San Francisco. She's the textbook definition of a good Judy and is a Glamazonian and one of your Patreon producers. Um, And then later on, she said, she's a huge part of my coming out process in college. And I can't even imagine how much harder it would be without her. So I think... I love that. But I had no idea we got that message. You didn't? No. Girl. I know. I anyway, know. well, I, I read it. I was on it. I was I'm on so it. I'm so glad. Okay. I think sometimes because gay people or like the LGBTQIA community, when we talk about pride, we sometimes forget about the allies. But oftentimes people don't have gay allies to rely on and bring them up. Like I didn't have that growing up. Right. But then I started associating with myself with people who were like liberal and they were okay with me and they supported me through like everything. And I think it's great when you find someone like that because they'll help push you and like be there for you when you don't think anyone else is going to be because we hear a lot of tragic stories when it comes to like coming out, like how people will be abandoned or abused or kicked out. Like, just all of these terrible things. 
but like your friends aren't gonna, like your true friends aren't going to do that for you. And like my best friend Kristen was there when, around the time I came out to like my mom and she was really encouraging. She's like, your mom's going to be fine with it. Like you're not going to get kicked out of your house. She's still going to help you pay for college. Like was just like there to reassure me. She was like, you're just making a big, bigger deal out of it than you can. Like you should. And then she was there for like the first time I, like my heart was broken because of a guy. Like, you yeah. know, like they're just, they're there for you, you know? I just think that's, like, I think we can't forget how important in those people who lift us up are too, because we're not only celebrating us, we're like celebrating them too, like being there for us. People need people and sure that do. is okay. And I think sometimes just as a fucking species occupying the planet, mm-hmm. we forget, but naturally as animals, as a species, like we are pack people. Yeah. Most of us need to feel like we are a part of a pack. And that is why I love what we do. Yes. Because we are creating another little safe bubble community of people and like a pack. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have context and you know you belong somewhere. Right. And I don't know. Let's just talk about the Facebook group for a hot second because okay. I love the Facebook group. And I'm not saying this. I'm not saying you have to join. I'm not trying to exclude anyone if you don't have Facebook. You know, I'm and and I love everyone who tweets that I like literally every part of anything. If you I am like, still shocked every day that people listen to us. Yeah, every single day, shocked. Yes. So same. I'm happy to hear from people no matter what platform. Same. But like sometimes in the Facebook group, someone will bring up a controversial talk it, to- topic. Topic. Yes. And even if we disagree, like. The way it's spoken about in our little, like, group is, like, amazing. And it's only ever been, like, productive conversation. It has mm-hmm. never been negative. And, like, we kind of talked about, like, how to have a conversation about controversial things early on in the episode. But, like, that's just amazing to me. And I I like to think that, like, maybe we are attracted to these people because that's how we <laughs> how we discuss things. I don't know. But, I, think, like, I think it's probably both. Yeah. And by having the conversations... In a, pl- in a in a space where you know that you're safe mm-hmm. helps you to be able to continue to have those conversations more effectively. So, right, the best relationships you can have in this life, whether it be friendships, romantic relationships, work relationships, whatever, are ones where you're, like, nurturing mutual growth. Yes. Right? Like, mm-hmm. And that's, like, why the Facebook group works really well. We're all into the same stuff. We're all sharing information and we're all ultimately helping each other in some way to like become a little bit better than we were at one point. So like having the difficult conversations, maybe becoming a better ally by better understanding like somebody's perspective within the community, like whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm just real glad. Yeah. I'm real, real glad. So I think that's, do we have anything else to discuss? I don't. I'm okay. excited for Pride. You have to see when Thorgy's coming. I think she comes soon. Soon? <laughs> right, maybe Friday? Um, Probably Friday, because Saturday is whenever Troy Steven Savan. Savan. And, yeah, um, I need to check the timeline, because I didn't realize this, but this is going to sound so out of pocket, <laughs> considering. But um, back in the middle of winter... Uh, me and Josh bought tickets to see Slayer, which is, you guys, if you don't know, <laughs> it's a, a heavy metal band. Um, and we bought tickets to go see them 
on Saturday. So, and Josh's dad is coming. Like, that's, like, there, he plays rock music in a band. Mm-hmm. And um, Wait. Oh, never mind. I like to listen to that music as well. <laughs> that was like my a big part of my high school experience was listening to heavy metal or quote unquote heavy metal. So I wanted to go to this because I just thought it would be so fucking fun and like yeah. to bring Josh's dad and to have Josh go would be really fun. So we're supposed to do that, but like I didn't realize it was gonna overlap in any way. The oh, tickets with were pride. just super oh, super yeah. cheap. Yeah. So I was like, oh my god, of course we can go do that. So well, I need to check my schedule. Well, if you're going to the parade on, if you're, here we are making plans. Are you going to the parade on Sunday? I wasn't sure yet. I mean, I mean I, I'll go I if you like want to go. Yeah. Well, I feel like I need to go to something this weekend. <laughs> we were, we are gonna, we'll do it then. Okay, that's goes. So if you're in the Pittsburgh area and you're going to Pittsburgh, let's Pride, meet up. Yeah, find us. We'll be. We should wear our shirts. Oh my god. Yeah, we, we can, can match. It bears pink shirts. Ah! So if you see like glitter hit you in the face and it's not on another boy's face, it might be us. It could be us. <laughs> yes. I think that's perfect. That's Thanks. a good plan. Uh, yeah, so happy Pride to everyone. Happy Pride. Um, if this was your first time listening to us, weird, but welcome. And uh, just so you know, this isn't what the normal context of our show is about. Uh, but thank you for listening if this was your first thank episode. You. Yeah, thank you for listening if it's not your first episode. If you don't already, we're, follow us. We're on all the social mediums. We're on the Facebook, the Instagram, the Twitter. Everything. If you want to email us, we got some sweet emails this week, so I really appreciate that. And I think I'm going to respond to some of them via email as well, because, you know, I like to do the most. Anyway, you can email us at itbearsrepeatingpod at gmail.com. We have our website, itbearsrepeatingpodcast.com. And if you'd like to become a Patreon and patronize us, and I know that's not the right word, guys, just go with it. It's a joke. <laughs> you can find us on uh patreon as well the link is like on our website and in a bunch of places so you can find that if you want to donate money to us if you are a patreon fairy berry already i'm on the verge i'm like starting the thank you cards and i don't know what's going on with the merch we didn't we were there. josh and i have been talking about okay. it so everything's in production it's we're working on it ip in production in process processing Everything's processing. There you There's go. a good word for it. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to us. My name is Tom. And I'm Tiffany. And we will see you next week for the next episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10. Yay. See you guys then. Okay. Bye. Bye. Yes. Okay. <laughs>saw this in the last episode of rpdr wait i think i missed something i did miss a whole line this reading emails is tough it's fine uh so where did i start i think the drag community sometimes views itself as unaffected by the divisive damaging and oftentimes racist traditional beauty standards of the oh my god why can i not read this i'm gonna cut all of this and try i figured go for it um i'm gonna highlight (laughs) (laughs) 